This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yes, you. You, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. That's our Patreon where every Sunday, most every Sunday, pretty much every Sunday, you get a bonus episode of this very podcast. Me and Maureen coming to you once again. If you give it the five or ten dollar a month level, if you are a Patreon subscriber, that means this past Sunday, you heard Maureen talk about how her parents used to live next to a bell factory. Real life. I can't believe it. I never happened. I never told you that before. I it was that was a that was a real new revelation. Mm-hmm. I'm full of them, Ben. Yeah, well, you can usually get those, that kind of magic, on Sundays at patreon.com slash says who. Ah! Ugh! 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 Books. Sounds good, Maureen. I'm so grouchy today, Dad. Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm so grouchy. And the only good thing is books, dogs, and you. Aww. So, Aww. isn't that nice? That should be the name of your memoir. Books and dogs books, and... dogs and you. The Subtitle, Morning Johnson story. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> there, was a, there was a news story today, Dan, about a fight breaking out outside of Philadelphia, Golden Corral a massive fist fight with people beating each other over the head with booster seats and chairs. <laughs> I know that Golden Corral, Dan. Never been in it, but I I've th- driven past it a lot. I think that if you are going to a buffet of any kind, but especially to a Golden Corral in 2022... Mm. When Omicron is still just floating around, if you are like, what I want is a steam table and food that everyone's picking at, I think the chances are you are walking in fully ready to brawl. This feels pretty self-selecting. Oh, man. When we, a buffet first opened up when I was a kid, and it was, I mean, it was carnage in there, Dad. It was like people holding their mouths open under the uh, under the soft ice cream machines. It was absolute kids dancing on tables. It was carnage. Uh, I remember it fondly. We thought it was magical. My 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 mom my mom was not impressed, but my friends and I were like, "This is incredible! You can just literally fill your pockets with sprinkles and bounce off the walls." I love a buffet. But I'm not going to a buffet in 2022. What if there was a buffet of books? Oh, that's right. It's called a library. Oh. Oh, shit. You want to go to a buffet? Yeah. So get yourself a library card. I got mine renewed this week. It had expired. I'm at the library this weekend. I e-booked the shit out of some shit. But anyway, I'm not here to talk about any of that. Somehow we got into Bell Factories and the fact that I'm grouchy and buffets and just books, you guys. Look, I don't just. Uh, if you would like to buy books on the internet uh, and not support Jeffrey Bezos, uh, 
go to kickbezosintheballs.org and that will connect you straight to the Says Who bookshop where you can get Maureen's books, you can get my books, you can get all kinds of books. Kickbezosintheballs.org. And if you're on the internet and you're buying things, Go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where you can get Says Who merchandise, including literally moments before we started recording our 2022 slogan, It's All Around You, on a spring-like yellow or light blue t-shirt with custom printing on each one. I am a fan. I got mine in the mail moments before we recorded, and so I was like, it looks good, passes my sniff test, putting it online. It's available now. You could also go there and get a grab bag of two of our stickers from last year. They're still great. And you will get a random grab of two at the sticker grab bag. All of that available to you and much, much more at merch.sayswhopodcast.com. (laughs) (laughs) That was such a sad sound. Was that was that even purposeful or was that just something from the deep? It just came out. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, that was sound. <laughs> I think that should just be the intro. Okay. Welcome to Sisu, the <laughs> podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. Oh. You're doing oh. good, Maureen. I'm grouchy. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, I just, I've been so antsy this week. I've had What a are you fl- antsy about? I don't know, Dan. Been inside for two years. it's almost three years (laughs) 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 (sighs) I just been so like I've attempted to organize everything Dan so I'm going to show you because I have the wrong camera working some of my planners, yeah. you know, it's just all spread Clean. out. Clean. Clean desk. I moved everything away that wasn't a tool. With, I, like I was it. I was ruthless. Looks nice. You're ready. <sighs> Does it? Clean desk. Can't lose. No, uh, that didn't work. No, it didn't work. Didn't Snowed. work. Can I just tell you, seeing I all guess. of your notebooks, yeah. I got a new journal. Have I told you about my new journal? No. Uh, so I still am, I, is now a secondary journal. I now have two journals. It is a five-year journal. Have you heard about this? No. It is amazing. So it is very slight. I don't. I, I should have it. That would make sense. It's about, I don't know, six inches tall three inches wide so it's tall and thin it's fucking thick as shit because it's 365 pages 
each page is one day. It is labeled like January 1st. And then the page is broken into five sections. So you write on January 1st or today, I will write in the February 1st section. I will fill in the top section as 2022. It says 20 and then there's a blank. And I will fill that in. And then February 1st next year, I will be on the same page. I will see what I wrote last year and I will fill in the next year. It's cool. It's you're you're blowing my mind. Yeah. And it's it like you could maybe write three sentences, you know, like the idea is it's just a very quick snapshot of your day or of your brain space. Or I learned about it from the artist and writer Austin Cleon, who like puts a quote that he read that day into that section. Um, But it's really amazing. It's an it, it is a fun, interesting and I think. You know, I am in year one, so I have no ability to look back yet. But the idea that it will stick around for five years is kind of exciting. It's like us, Dan. (laughs) We didn't have that idea, though. This is like us at the start saying, let's do this for five years. Yeah. Yeah. I my friend Holly Black has gotten really into planner culture. Yeah. Which is just, there's so much, Dan. And she pointed me, she got really deep into it. And there was those special discs you use to bind your planners. Like you can specialize okay. all your planners. You can print and get inserts and build your own perfect planner. And then you get these discs to kind of bind it all together. And okay. I mean, and then you get them, the stickers. And, and she pointed me towards all these videos from a woman who does all this incredible planner stuff. But this woman has so much, pl- like, she is, she's got like her main planner and then like her work planner. And then there's like another planner. And then next to her bed at night, she's got a, she brings her daily planner to bed to go through her to, to do discs for the next day. And then she has like her gratitude journal planner. And then apparently she has like a tarot planner. This is not Holly. This is the one make wow. the videos. Yeah. And so, and because she makes videos about planners, a lot of it. Like, and then her, her office is just, you know, pens and washi tape and planner discs and inserts and pages. And, um, and I get so wound. I mean, I went crazy yesterday, Dan, and I was going through it. And in the end, I'd ordered a bunch of washi tape. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I don't even know what washi tape is. It's like this stuff here. I'll show you. It's like. Decorative tape. Oh, this stuff okay. is old. I'm gonna have to throw this away because I, I don't think I think it's destuck. And so to use it for like color coding things. Yeah, like you can put it journal? along. Like you can decorate pages with it or make little tabs okay. or I don't know what the fuck you do with it. You're supposed to buy it. I don't know. I I went. There's a real live laugh love aspect to journal culture. That oh, I hate it. I got. This I can't one. fuck with. I thought I like my shit as plain as possible. So these are the stickers I like. They're just colored dots. Oh, I like that. That's it. Yeah. And then I found this at Target. It's called a simplified planner. It's got no quotes. It's just colors and plain boxes. There you go. It's very suit. Like this is very my style. Like this is, and it's got like things for the months. You know, like a month spread. Try, this is not a visual medium, but I'm trying to show Dan, you guys. 
<laughs> See, it's like a, it's got a month spread. No, oh, nice, yeah. right? It's good. I uh, look at that shit every day. Here's the one I had made that says Maureen's Writing Journal. Haven't used that. I like that. Have it out though, Dan. I move it around a lot. <laughs> There's one of my charts. This is a chart I made. I made that myself. This I, like I actually that. use. Colorful. These are these are charts I use. These are progress yeah. charts for word counts. I'm, Look at that. I I need to make more content, Dan, and maybe my content. I'll put all this shit I've been doing. <laughs> so grouchy. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Speaking of content, Maureen. Yes. Do you want to talk about says who podcast related items? You mean like news? Yeah. All right. Well, can I start? Yeah. I'm literally throwing to you to start. I know you have a lot to tell me. And amazingly, because also I haven't read the notes, I just know that you have a lot to tell me about news that I have managed to ignore. It's true. I just, this week, I just said, not today, Satan. (laughs) That's good. I, however, however, have been paying very close attention to the... I've also had a flare for a week, Dad. Like, I had a headache that lasted Oof. for six days straight. So, Oof. It was grouchy. It's fine. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I do for fun? You know what going out is? Taking a bath. Okay. We say something like, I mean, that's I'm, nice. I'm going to the spot. It's the only, like, we're like, do you want to sit in this room or that room? <laughs> when the teen is really upset, he is, he, for some reason, likely because uh, he's a teenager and not a middle aged adult. Right. Uh, he has, he has decided that he really does not enjoy the Great British Baking Show anymore. Right. And, uh, and that is a problem because we don't have many rooms in our house and Janice and I would like to watch it. And so occasionally we will just sneak it on before he comes into the living room and then be like, ah, you're watching it again. And we're like, yeah, but you have like a bedroom you could hang out in. And he's like, oh, what? I, there's two places to sit in this whole house. And he's not wrong. Not wrong. One of them is the living room. So then he gets very upset. Yesterday, he brought a book. He's like, I'm reading. It's <laughs> like, okay. If I had been trapped in the house with my parents for two years as a teenager. Oh. I mean. I would have been. I would have been AWOL by now. Oh, I would have run away from home. <laughs> yeah. Easy. I would have, easy. I would have built myself a boat and drifted down the creek. <laughs> yeah. No. He's done well. He's a very good kid, but he does not want to watch the Bake Off. He did enjoy Anxious People a lot, which you recommended last episode, actually. That's a great show. That show will make you feel good. It was a great show. Uh, And someone asked, is it about anxiety? It's not. I don't really know why it's called Anxious People. Yeah. It's not really a good title for it. No. Nobody's particularly anxious. No. I don't think really any of them are. No. They're surprisingly unanxious. There is character who describes herself as being a very anxious person early on. And I remember going like, oh, well, that's where the title came from. And then she doesn't ever come across particularly anxious either. Yeah, it never comes up again. No. She's like, I have anxiety. 
Yeah. It's not manifesting right now and it will, I will never mention it again. <laughs> yeah. And it won't, won't for the duration of the time that you spend with me. It's not going to matter. I'd like the, you to know that I have it. It's so anxious people is about a hostage situation, a, a bank robbery that goes wrong and turns into a hostage situation inside of an apartment viewing. Yeah. And in a town about a couple hours out of Stockholm. And the, there's a father and son police duo that are kind of the, there's basically three police officers in this town and they are two of them as far as I can tell. And they end up coordinating this hostage situation, which turns into a mystery because as it resolves, the hostage shaker just seems to vanish into thin air. They go in and the person is, and the person's always been kind of has a mask on their face and they're just gone. So, you know, you have to figure out who's lying, who's telling the truth was, you know, because they're everyone's accounted for. So yeah. and it's, it's told like puzzle box style where you keep going back into the uh, the hostage situation and you see things from different points of view and you learn a little bit about more of each person as you go and uh, has just the right amount of misdirection to mm-hmm. keep you engaged. And yeah, it's great. It's also funny, but mostly it it starts as a mystery and ends up in a utopia. Yeah. It's yeah. it it the twists it takes to get where it's going are so good. Are so good and it actually makes no you love No detail left unturned. And it also makes you love people and think about things in a more positive light. Yeah. And it is also a satisfying mystery ending. It's a solid it's Definitely. solid. So. But yeah, he enjoyed that. Doesn't enjoy the baking show. But Dan. But I do. British Bake Off is one very British thing. And another thing. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. You're welcome. Look at that. Is party gates. Podcasting professional. That's right. Yeah. You know what? I want one of those stinger buttons pads where you can make noises like. Boy-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-o-
they denied, denied, and denied until people had photo, a photo here, a video of someone making jokes about it there. He said in Commons that it never happened. So it has culminated in something called the Sue Gray Report, which they this woman who is very, she's like the fixer of all government, and she was called in to okay. write a report. And everyone was waiting for the Sue Gray Report. Sure. It was like the Mueller investigation. Be. Like it was the Mueller yeah. investigation of Partygate. Everyone was waiting for Sue Gray and her report. And when was it going to pub- be published? And was it going to be published in full? Well, it was about to be, it was finished. And it was about to be published. But then the Metropolitan Police, who said they were not going to investigate, suddenly like, wait, we are going to investigate. And therefore, everything ha- with the report had to be pulled really fast up short because suddenly... Not handy. It was a bunch of stuff that had to do with a criminal invest, a potential criminal investigation. So yeah. yesterday, Sue Gray published a redacted short version of her report, which I read okay. the moment it came out on my phone. It came out in the morning in the U.S. It was eleven okay. pages that was basically like, "Look, a bunch of shit went down. I can't tell you about all of it because the police are now the fuzz is involved now." But get this. These fuck ups, this is massive failures on all levels. And I can tell you that the police are investigating all of the follow all of the parties as criminal matters except for these four. Wow. So it means that I think she may have even uncovered a new one. So she interviewed shit tons of people. So basically the top line of this was 12 gatherings are now being investigated by the Metropolitan Police. Okay. So then Boris Johnson had to go into Parliament for something called Prime Minister's Questions, which was where the Prime Minister stands up at this box. I forget what they call it. I had the name of it. It, They stands up at a special box and he makes a statement and then the opposing party, which is the Labour Party, stands up and the head of the Labour Party, Keir Starmer, that's his name, Gives a yeah. rebuttal and they go back and forth and then various MPs and Dex, Dex is Dex is acting because they often make noises in the background and they go boo like Dexie is. She's got her face up that kind of dog woo sound like when wolves howl at the moon. Now her ears are perfect. She's so cute. So anyway. Boris Johnson's like, no, 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 nothing happened. We must wait for the report. The British people just want me to get on with the process of whatever the fuck it is I do. Here, Starmer gets up and basically like, this man is a lying shitbag. (laughs) (laughs) And he should go fuck himself off into the sun in so many words in like in parliamentary language. Yeah. Eventually, Boris Johnson gets so flustered by all of these people including some members of his own party, including Theresa May, the former prime minister that they ousted, conservative prime minister, that he freaks out and accuses Keir Starmer of helping or, or failing to uh, prosecute a very, very famous pedophile case. There was Whoa. a man named Jimmy Savile who was the, pretty much the most famous children's TV presenter in England. And it turns out he sexually assaulted hundreds of children. Hundreds. It was one of the biggest law enforcement and general Jeez. failures. It, it largely happened in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Now, Keir Starmer, 
used to be a public prosecutor, was a prosecutor, had nothing to do with that, was not around at the time. Um, This is just some weird internet meme. Yeah. It's like when Donald Trump accused somebody of like whatever thing that is he made up. Yeah. This is a sign that Boris Johnson, that things have gotten to him, that he is, the fact that he has accused Keir Starmer of this on the floor of parliament is like a huge deal because it's not true. Right. It's like not even remotely based in fact. Wow. So there's blood on the dance floor over there. While they were in session, the Met very nicely came out and gave a little statement saying, yeah, the se- uh, on Friday afternoon, someone came in and gave us 300 photos and 500 pages of evidence. Okay, have a good day. <laughs> and they peace out. So everyone in parliament gets this news on their phone and basically stands up and leaves. Like they all like, are like, I got to be somewhere else right now. So <laughs> Boris Johnson is very much under attack. He's He's feeling the pressure. He's saying crazy shit all of a sudden. Not all of a sudden, but like that's, there's crazy shit and then there's crazy shit. And there's a shit ton of potential evidence, including 300 photos and 500 pages. And there's a report and everyone in England is basically running around with their hair on fire because of, uh, Boris Johnson has always been terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is a monster. uh, And he's a very entitled special type of English monster. And um, this may be the thing that finally brings him down. Will it, do you think? I think it's very likely at this point. Wow. Especially since he appears to be now coming out at the seams and saying, he's always, he's very good at not answering questions. He's always like, let's just wait. And, you know, he's very consequence free. But uh-huh. the fact that he just, that it things got under his skin so, this is just a guy who's never had a problem. Right. This is a guy that won't admit to anyone how many children he has. What? He has had so many children with so many different women, he will not ever really reveal how many children he has. Wow. They think it's six by four people, I think. Holy cow. But they're not entirely sure if that's the only, if that's it. Man. So that's a very short version of what's going on over there. It's very, very English. Every minute something new is happening. Yeah. Um, and various people on his own party, because he he's a useful idiot. He's no he was there to kind of do Brexit. They're like, we need an we need a dummy that dummies will vote for to get it's like right. Trump. They needed a dummy that dummies would vote for to get this dumb thing done. Now they've got it done even though everything's on fire and food prices are going up and everything's terrible. <laughs> They're like, well, we don't really need this guy anymore, so we can just set him off to burn. We could just take him up back and set him on fire now. Wow. So, Dan, that's what's so, going on in the UK. Well, that's great, Maureen. It's funny you mentioned Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Because this week had a lot of Donald Trump news. I paid no attention, Dan. It was great. Ah, you're lucky. It is so much that it feels like we are living in 2019. Let's put on Old Town Road. Let's go dine indoors with a cold. <laughs> Just remember how it felt to be in a crowded movie theater? Is that when, when Old Avengers Town Road came out? assembled in Endgame. Is that when yeah, that was? Yeah, I looked it all up. Yeah, 2019. Wow. <sighs> 
It's time, Maureen, to party like it's 2019. To kick it off, the National Archive has turned over documents from the White House to the January 6th committee uh, because Trump has lost his bid to exert executive privilege over them. The Supreme Court rejected his request without comment uh, to intervene. The documents, because they are documents from the Donald Trump White House, Maureen, they include many that have been ripped up and taped back together by archivists. Uh, In fact, there were enough of them that have been torn up that they had to turn over ripped up non-taped together documents to the January 6th committee. They turned over 700 pages of documents. It's unknown how many of them were torn up, but enough that they actually issued a statement confirming that they had turned over ripped up documents. You might think that this is evidence of him trying to cover up the crimes that led to January 6th. But in actuality, he was just an asshole who, according to Politico back in 2018, has, quote, an odd and enduring habit of ripping up papers when he's done with them. What some people described as his unofficial filing system. Right. Politico had a whole profile of the people that have to tape up his documents afterwards because under the Presidential Records Act, the White House must preserve all memos, letters, emails and papers that the president touches and send them to the National Archives. Uh, White House aides realized early on that they were unable to stop Trump from ripping up paper after he was done with it and throwing it in the trash or on the floor. I would guess that it's mostly on the floor and a lot less in the trash. Uh, Instead, they chose to clean it up for him and get it taped together. The Politico piece focused on Solomon Larty, a records management analyst with 30 years of government service under his belt. Quote, it was the craziest thing ever. He ripped papers into tiny pieces. We got scotch tape, the clear kind, Larty recalled in an interview. You found pieces and taped them back together, and then you gave it back to the supervisor. These torn up papers are now in the possession of the January 6th committee, which continues their investigation into the insurrection uh, last year and also into the events that led to the Capitol being stormed. And one of those things, which we've known about, though, again, I kind of forgot about, is the possibility that Trump wanted them to seize voting machines in order, I guess, to prove that they were tampered with. Uh, And we have much more information this week, thanks to reporting from the New York Times and the Washington Post and others. According to the New York Times, quote, new accounts show that Mr. Trump was more directly involved than previously known in exploring proposals to use his national security agencies to seize voting machines. In fact... Turns out these were codified. These attempts were codified in actual draft executive orders. The idea was that he was going to issue an executive order that would lead to voting machines being taken. First attempt uh, at getting this together was on December 18th, 2020. Michael Flynn and Cindy Powell presented a document to uh, Trump that would authorize the military to oversee the seizure of voting machines. After he read it, Trump called Rudy into the office. Rudy miraculously (laughs) explained that the military could only be used if there was evidence of foreign interference. That's 
that's the biggest headline in all of this. Oh, just wait. Rudy knew a thing. <laughs> yeah. Sidney Powell, of course, said that she had ample evidence of foreign interference, that China and Venezuela and other countries were involved. Note, they were not. And somehow Rudy still said that the military shouldn't get involved. Imagine, Maureen, a scenario where Rudy Giuliani is your voice of reason. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Does he have his pants yeah. on during this? Probably not. No. He probably doesn't even have underwear on. Oh, boy. He's just sitting there dangling. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> After that meeting, the executive order was redrafted. I can't believe you just said he's sitting there dangling, Dan. I just want to bring us back to that for just I'm one just, second. I'm just going to leave that dangling. Oh, so the executive order was redrafted so that instead of the military seizing voting machines, it would be the Department of Homeland Security. Mm. <laughs> Again, we are talking about government branches, federal government branches, seizing voting machines from states. To, and I to, don't. What was the plan? They were going to take them apart with right. screwdrivers and. It's very unclear to me what the hoped for outcome of this would be, considering that the voting machines were done with their job at that point. Like, I guess maybe the idea was to then, like, crack them and find out if there was code inside that would, you know, I mean, that's been sort of the pillow guys theory for a like long the, time. Is like that, an Enigma machine? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like an Enigma machine. So anyway... The Department of Homeland Security is going to be the people that do this. According to the Times, Mr. Trump asked Mr. Giuliani to call Kenneth T. Cuccinelli, the acting deputy secretary Cooch. of the Department of Homeland Security. We're going to call him Cooch. To, yeah. To ask about the viability of the proposal. Mr. Cuccinelli told Giuliani that Homeland Security officials could not take part in the plan. Cooch says no. Sorry, boss. Cooch says you can't do it. Oh, Mr. Giuliani, we can't do it. <laughs> Are you sure about that, Coach? Nah, we can't do it, boss. Uh, so that's fun. That's a fun little detail that scares me to death when Rudy Giuliani walks into a room and is like, look, guys, this is nuts. Scared we you can't do this. It scared you so bad you dropped the voice. I know. Like, what the hell? It's not even farting. No, he's not. <laughs> he's somehow the guy who knows things in this scenario. Who's like, look, this is too out there for me, Rudy Giuliani. This is too much. This is too much for me to handle. In fact, the time story ends with him saying to Donald Trump, if you do this, you're going to get impeached. Rudy I didn't think Trump could get impeached for anything. <laughs> He's fucking flying to the Ukraine and having like fucking skunk works conversations <laughs> because he thinks he can get away scot-free with that. And he says to Donald Trump, this one 
is too much. We now, can't do this. Now, if you'll excuse me, I got to go have a press conference in front of a excuse lawn me. care place. I got to finish rubbing this shoe polish into my head and let it melt down my face for a second. Like some kind of weird human candle. <laughs> that seems fine, Dan. Yeah. It's not the only possible trouble for Trump that unfolded in the last week or so. Your own fine state's attorney general, Letitia James, announced that she uh, has significant new evidence of fraud in her Trump organization investigation, which should be noted is a civil investigation, would not result in crimes, but could very well result in fines and things like that. Uh, Her evidence is specifically around repeated repeatedly misrepresenting the value of assets to obtain financial benefits. In a filing a week ago, she said she had evidence of misleading statements about the values of Trump's golf clubs in Aberdeen, Scotland and suburban Westchester County. Uh, The Seven Springs estate in Westchester as well, buildings on Wall Street and Park Avenue and Trump's own penthouse in Trump Tower. She has issued subpoenas to Trump as well as Ivanka and Dojo they are not complying. It seems that she is hoping that by going public with this, it will kind of force them to comply. Meanwhile, in Georgia, Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis will be seating a special grand jury later this spring to gather evidence on Trump's meddling in the election results in Georgia. She said she needed such a grand jury to, in order to issue subpoenas to compel witnesses to testify and to gather additional evidence the step towards pursuing possible criminal charges. And she has been granted that grand jury at this point. You know, my, of course, uh, Maureen, my jury service got bounced. So fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's in Georgia. You need to move. Fingers crossed. Could happen. Could happen for you. That's what happens move now it to New York. Yeah. If you get bounced to New York, they move you to Georgia. <laughs> Fulton County. Yep. You get, you get two denials in, in New York courts and then you're sent to Fulton County. You're sent County. to Georgia. You do get a yeah. lovely biscuit on arrival. Ooh, I bet. Yeah. Mm, man. I haven't been to Georgia in a long time, but boy, well, the last time I was there, oh, I probably sure about, did. Probably about two years, huh? It's been two no, years for it's me. it's been longer than that. It's two no, years almost. Man, in- I've, it's it's probably been four or five for me. At almost exactly two years to the day from right now. <laughs> <laughs> I had really good barbecue in Georgia. Oh. Now you got. Now I'm looking at my calendar. Hold on, February 2020. Sometimes I look back for fun. Oh, look at these flights. I was in Georgia on the 27th and 28th of February 2020. Okay. This yeah. is thrilling. Yeah. I When I was there, I had really good barbecue at this one place, and then I went to Gladys Knight's Chicken and Waffles restaurant. Man, that was good, too. I was on tour was delicious. right now. I was on tour. There you go. All right. Look, we... Look, don't don't live in, don't live in derail like us. 2019. Of course, Maury, none of this stuff was going to go unanswered by Trump, 
who held a rally in suburban Houston this weekend, specifically addressed the multiple investigations into him that are ratcheting up, saying, and I quote, if these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we are going to have in this country the biggest protest we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, in Atlanta, and elsewhere, because our country and our elections are corrupt. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. Mm. And I just happen to be the person in the way. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, not so much dog whistling as to outright shouting at various white supremacists to, uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, classifying them as racist prosecutors. Right. When you're a doughy white guy. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be giving up the game right there. Who is being investigated for starting a white supremacist riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like if you, it, like, if it was me and I was being investigated for starting a white supremacist riot, I would not then court a white supremacist riot. Mm-hmm. In response, but I guess also I wouldn't have started a white supremacist riot to begin with. I mean, so I, that. I feel like the chances of you starting one are, are slim. Very. Yeah. Very slim. Extremely slim. Uh, in addition, Maureen, at the rally, Trump floated the prospect of pardons for people that took part in the insurrection on January 6th. Cool. Saying, quote, if I run and win... That is, just to clarify, for the presidency in 2024, mm -hmm. we will treat these people from January 6th fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. Yeah. There was so much Trump stuff going on this weekend morning that I managed to actually forget this part that he floated pardons. For January 6th participants until just before we started recording when I was like, I feel like I forgot something. Right. It's like, oh, right. That. Yeah. I forgot when he said he would pardon the people that took part in his white supremacist riot. And we have to overthrow the government. Basically one year before his campaign starts in earnest. I mean, he's already doing rallies, so it's more an official thing and raising money. So we'll see. The thing is interesting to me is the whole thing where he's, you know, we're we're going to treat people fairly. If it requires pardons, we'll do it. Like, again, it's one of those things where it's like it, almost certainly if anyone close to him is is prosecuted and he ends up in a position where he can issue pardons, they will get pardoned. But I would imagine that you're run-of-the-mill insurrectionist is not going to get a pardon from Donald Trump, but sure will be promised one. Like the Tiger King. What? Do you not remember that? The Tiger King had been promised a pardon from Dan, Donald Trump? There's a lot of and things. And there was a limo waiting outside. His lawyer had put a limo outside the, the uh, prison he was being held at. Because to 
take him home when the pardon was issued and then it never came. Dan, my mind does a lot to protect me these days. <laughs> Good. You have a better mind than have me. Have you seen all the, look, look at all these planners. I got all this washi I tape see coming, all. Dan. You're ready. I'm going to wrap my brain in washi tape. It's good. Why is it called washi tape? I don't know, because it washes away the bad thoughts. <laughs> well, we're not even done, Maureen. Nah. With the Donald Trump news, because on Sunday, he issued another one of his non-tweet tweets via fax or however he sends them out. Where he stated, if the vice president, and then in parentheses, he wrote Mike Pence. <laughs> so we weren't confused. With some other dude. If the vice president, parentheses Mike Pence, had absolutely no right to change the presidential election results in the Senate despite fraud and many other irregularities, how come the Democrats and rhino Republicans like wacky Susan Collins are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of the election? Actually, what they are saying is that Mike Pence did have the right to change out the outcome. And they now want to take that right away. Unfortunately, he didn't exercise that power. He could have overturned the election. I forgot. Exclamation ab- point. I forgot about the weird capitalization. Yeah. How about all these weird ticks that he's got? Many. Like, for example, he the, this is the sentence as written. If the vice president, parentheses, Mike Pence, had, quote marks, absolutely no right end quote marks to change it who's he quoting himself what's that about no idea the presidential election capitalized results in the senate despite fraud and many other irregularities how come the democrats and the rhino republicans comma like wacky capitalized susan collins comma are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of that election that's the end of that sentence which i don't even follow it's just like a loop of just like a weird circus music Actually, what they are saying, comma, is that Mike Pence did have the right to change the outcome, comma, and now they want to take that right away. What? I don't want to go back to this. (laughs) Can't go back to the bad place. We used to get this like 15, 20, 25 times a day, Dan. A day. A day. Our brains are like Swiss cheese from this shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't stop either after that. Just today, just moments before we started recording, he issued another statement saying that he believed that congressional investigators should investigate Pence to find out why he didn't throw out the election. Mm. He was so prepared to have Pence killed, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Like if, If Mike Pence had been grabbed and murdered by that crowd, I mean... If somehow they had gotten to Mike Pence, just seriously, if they'd gotten to Mike yeah. Pence. Now, I yeah. hate Mike Pence. I'm just saying, sure. as a human being, they find Mike Pence cowering under a fucking sink or wherever the fuck he was. Yeah. Yeah. Probably hiding behind somebody. And yeah. the crowd grabs him and it's like the Bacchae. Like they, they take him in a kind of frenzy. Yeah. What did they do to him? tear him apart i mean yeah he really would have been swallowed by the crowd wouldn't he oh yeah there'd just be pence shreddings 
Yeah, I think it would have been one of those things where a mob actually killed a dude and yeah. everyone had blood on them and they walked away. Yeah. And I And you know who would have loved it? Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. He would have watched that shit, T-vote it, watched it again. And then he would have minted it into an NFT if he could have figured out what that <laughs> was. Speaking of which, uh Millennia Trump's NFTs did not sell. Ah. They did not make the minimum that she was uh, looking for. Oh, that's too bad. Did we not discuss her NFTs? They were of her eyes. Don't you look at me like that when you say that. You looked at me and then you did a little smirk because you knew <laughs> that what that would do to me. <laughs> a little smirk, a little guys. He gave me a little smirk. Don't type. Oh, I hear God. you typing. Listen, you guys hear that typing? That's the typing of a of a traitor. Do not put oh a picture goodness. of her INFT in here. God They're damn you. Millennia's vision. You know what NFT stands for? Not fucking today, Dan. <laughs> not fucking today. I also do. The one thing I like about this, there's only one, is that now whenever Trump has one of these weird proclamations he makes, he has to send it out on a, like a fax. I know. There's like one operating fax machine. It's somewhere. It's in the back of a Wendy's somewhere. It's, what's this? What's this crazy piece of shit? <laughs> crazy communication. It reminds he's me of like. He's just sitting in his office in Mar-a-Lago. It's getting jammed as he's sending it through. Send it again. Now to reload it. Damn fax machine. It in the in the early seventies, there were all these kind of guerrilla warfare groups that were always sending communications yeah. to people. Like they, they were going to do a bombing or we're going to kidnap somebody, and they'd always make a phone call and be like, "We've left our communication on a tape," and then they'd like leave a tape in the phone booth, and then someone would have to run mm -hmm. out and get the tape, and then they'd play it on the radio. That's what this feels like, but it's being totally. sent to a fax machine. I would like if he issued them on cassette. Oh, that'd be great. That would be nice. Real to the real. one off cassette. Giant. Ooh, even better. Fucking real to. Let's go yeah. full 70s. Just big, big old reels of tape. <laughs> I want to live my full 70s fantasy version of him and his stupid communications. <laughs> Danny is. I want you to be straight with me. Yeah. He's going to run. Oh, yeah. But he's not going to get the nomination, right? <clears throat> Don't look at me like that. The nomination? Yeah. Like for the Republican yeah. Party? Yeah. Oh, he will. Who is who is going to get the nomination if not Donald Trump? He tried to get his vice president killed, Dan. I thought they yeah. I thought they took a. I thought that even they didn't like that. Oh, no, they're fine with it. All of this shit that he said this week is is litmus test shit, mm. right? By saying, I'll pardon the January 6th people. Now that is the new level, right? Like you have to also agree to do that. Like he he has put together like no one will successfully run against him like I think that most of the governors that are 
killing off their populations, Ron DeSantis, Abbott, Christy Nome in South Dakota, right? Like they are all running shadow presidential campaigns that are either going to become a presidential campaign if he kicks off or decides that he's got better money, you know, another way, or they, they are running vice presidential campaigns, right? Like everyone knows it won't be Trump Pence. So, you know, you might as well do what you can to prove that you are the most like him. Slightly difficult uh, for people like Ron DeSantis because they keep getting press saying that, you know, they're more Trump than Trump and that's pissing him off. But, uh, certainly what people are doing now i don't want to smile about this dan but mike pence absolutely shitting himself right now those people were oh gonna, yeah those people were gonna kill him yeah because he decided to be a vice president to a known bad man yeah and he let a lot of things slide and now those people want to kill him and if trump gets elected they're going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, gonna, they are going to hunt Mike Pence for sport. They're going to kill that man. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. They're going to kill that man. I mean, you don't have to wait all the way till Trump being elected in 24 for, you know, he's literally saying the House should investigate why Mike Pence did not throw the election. Well, if the Republicans win the House later this year. That seems like the thing they'll do. Did I start today by saying I was grouchy? <laughs> <laughs> just don't you just me. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just a couple days we ago. We had, wait. We had fucking Sarah Palin up here, had COVID, walking around to our restaurants. With COVID. She had COVID then and she was just going places with it. Yeah, she sure was. Yeah, she sure was. (laughs) Listen to that way he giggles. I just, I hate everything. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, you got two years, huh? I mean, sort of. We don't have that long, do we? Got till November this year. It's right around the time I imagine we'll be out of the house. Will we? <laughs> I think November this year is right around, you know, the time that pi will be spiking. Or whatever the next letter in the Greek alphabet is. It's not Omicron, Dan. It's Omicron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I like it. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Says who? What was that it's noise? My... I'm making a lot of noises that are coming deep from my you psyche. Are. They are. I need more they washi are. tape. Where's my washi They're tape? Down below. Down deep. Says who? <laughs> is made possible by you through Thanks, your guys. support. Of... Thank you. Of our Patreon. <laughs> At Patreon.com. That just took me out. I almost fell off my chair just then. <laughs> Through your support of our Patreon, patreon.com slash says who. 
<laughs> get this all over again on Sunday if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level. Here, that ten dollar a month level. Here, but my parents mm-hmm. living next to a bill factory. It's true. That that, that almost took month... you out. That almost took that you did. out. That did. <laughs> I in never in a million years did I think the Bell Factory was what was going to come out of your mouth. Yeah, that look of utter surprise on your face. Yeah, it was something. Yep, it was something. You can get that if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level because it's on every Sunday at patreon.com slash says who that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club our theme music is performed by ted leo our logo was designed by darth you can contact us at says who podcast on twitter you can email at hey that's h-e-y at says who podcast.com you can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord and spread the word subscribe and please leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts, Spotify, maybe not so much Spotify or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, February 9th for our very next episode. From my basement in Chicago, I... Why do you have that look on your face? (laughs) From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. (laughs) Me? Who? Me? I'm Maureen Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Who, me? This has been... Says who? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. <laughs> Oscar said to me last night, hey, when do you think we'll we'll ever eat inside of a restaurant again? And I said, I said, without a beat, five months. And he went, nah. <laughs> That's <laughs> It's a little conversation, Dan. That's what we got now. That's it. I'm going to go in the other room now. <laughs> going to the spa. Sit in the tub. I don't even put water in it anymore. Just sit there. <laughs> Just in your clothes. <laughs> Empty tub. <laughs> At least it's somewhere different. It's different. It's harder and smoother. Play if with I my... press the palms of my eyes against my eyeballs a lot, I get a fireworks show. I have a I have a VR headset now, Dan. Oh, there you go. I can Just sit, sit in the tub in your VR headset. I have thought about doing it, Dan. It's, it seems fine. It seems fine. It's not plugged in anything. It's cordless. You could sit there with a VR headset yeah. on. There you go. Do my meditation thing where it looks like you're in water and I could sit in water with a VR headset. That's not dystopian at all. I mean, I wouldn't sit in water with the headset on because, you know, it's electric. Boogie, woogie, but, woogie. It's not. It is. It is electric. It's just like a big set of headphones for your face and eyes. Okay. <laughs> How else am I going to feel like I'm in water or somewhere else? <laughs> I got all these notebooks. Uh, we're fine. <laughs>